Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to a snuffly, waffly Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 515, taped on Thursday the 14th of December 2023 at 2315.10. Taped, as usual, on a Shure SM58. Snuffly, because sickness grips Lakaz Matur. This episode was scheduled for the 10th. As I was writing those notes, that was on the 7th. (laughs) So three days before the 10th, obviously. It's now... About a week later, and I'm still sick. You can probably hear that. I'm a bit sweaty and a bit feverish. But if I don't podcast now, I probably never will. Especially, it's important to get my review in while it's still relevant of the last Doctor 2023 special, The Giggle. Bear in mind, though, I'm not at 100%. Not that I ever was. I may sound wobbly, because I am wobbly. So what happened? Well, my mother became quite sick not so long ago. I was looking after her, and then, of course... (laughs) Inevitably, I contracted whatever hellish infection she had. Shortly thereafter, Dad caught it as well. I, of course, got the worst of it because whatever tropical toughness my parents are imbued with has not been passed down the family tree to their wimpy son. It isn't Corona. The doctor says it's probably bacteriological. He gave me some antibiotics for the chest infection. He also says, by the way, though this wasn't viral, that corona is on the rise. And all the surgery staff at my GP were masked. So that's something to bear in mind. And, of course, as well as Corona, there are (laughs) all these other nasty bugs, and I'm evidence of that. I do hope, though, that in the run-up to your Christmases, you are free of illness and stress. Oh, yeah, seasonal stress. Tell me about it. Chance would be a fine thing, etc., etc., but... Try not to sweat it. I know that's easier said than done, particularly when you're listening to someone who is sweating it, literally. Yeah, on the big day, if you forget to buy your pudding, or you have miscalculated the timing of cooking your poultry, don't go potty. Relax. Have a mince pie. If you don't have a mince pie, and even 
trying to relax at home is too much and you can afford it. I know everyone can't. There is absolutely no shame in ordering fast food or going out to a fast food place. Some of them are open. (coughs) And so, on to the giggle. I did watch this live when it came out. There was just no way, though, that I would be able to review it when it came out. Although this isn't one of my revisit episodes, I've laid things out in a fairly similar manner, apart from the clip. There won't be a clip tonight. Not for any rights reasons, but this show is fairly fresh in everyone's minds. I'm not sure the value of a short audio clip in this particular instance. Or a section on Zeitgeist. (laughs) But let us start off with some notes. This is the final 2023 special. It was 62 minutes long and was first broadcast on the 9th of December 2023 following Wild Blue Yonder, which I talked about in pod 514. That's the last one. (coughs) While we're on the subject, I have talked about just about all the hoopla surrounding... Top to 60th, including the Hooniverse and all the specials and the Daleks in colour. So if you haven't listened to any of that stuff from me, it is there, it is available. Enjoy it. The Giggle features Doctors 14 and 15. Uh, it's David Tennant and Shuti Gatwa. Other notable cast include... Here's... Companions, Donna Noble, played by Catherine Tate, and Melanie Bush, played by Bonnie Langford. Yes, Mel is back. The villain was the Celestial Toymaker, as he is called in this one, just the Toymaker, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Dr. Horrible, Barney Stinson. <laughs> Legendary comic actor, and of course Doogie Howser. The episode was written by Russell T. Davies, produced by Russell T. Davies and others, and directed by Chanya Button, which is a great name, and I know next to nothing about her, I'm not going to dig more into it than that. Let us start off with a story. In the past, John Logie Bard's assistant visits a creepy shop and buys a creepy, stooky Bill doll from the equally creepy and obnoxious proprietor of this local toy shop. Back at the laboratory, they use the doll to test a primitive television transmission. In the present with people going berserk, if you remember back to the end of Wild Blue Yonder, 
and running amok in the streets. The Doctor is taken to Unit, where he is delighted to meet his old companion, Mel. Using alien technology, a special armband imbues Unit staff with immunity from a subliminal message in TV transmissions that started back in the past, during that initial experiment. He and Donna track down the source to the toy shop in 1925 and are trapped within its labyrinthine confines by the Toy Maker, a villain he defeated long ago. See Old Who's The Celestial Toymaker from 1966, starring Michael Goff, the chap who later on played Alfred in Burton's Batman, and I covered The Celestial Toymaker in pod 54 back in 2014. <coughs> the Toymaker pursued by the Doctor, attacks Unit, shoots the Doctor, who then begins to regenerate. But instead of a normal regeneration, he splits into 15, while the defeated Toymaker folds up and is trapped in a wooden box. The Toymaker's gold tooth apparently containing the master he boasted of imprisoning earlier on in this episode, is surreptitiously stolen, with the master's laughter echoing in the background. Fourteen then retires with Donna and her family, but retains his old TARDIS, which was split into two after Fifteen hits it with a large wooden mallet. While Fifteen begins his own adventures, still in his underpants. <laughs> okay, that's a brief outline of the story. Let me tell you what I thought. First of all, something that we haven't talked about yet. The new theme music. Fans like to endlessly argue about the changing theme music of Doctor Who. In New Who, Murray Gold was involved in the music from 2005 to 17. Then there was Sagan Akinola. And, of course, in Old Who, we had Peter Howell, John Devney, and others who fiddled around with the original. The less said about mankind's anemic, low-energy disco-light version, the better. Ugh. You'd have thought, given my love of disco, which I'm constantly talking about, and I've got a great disco YouTube playlist that you might want to listen to, and my love of who, I'd have loved this. But no, just no, just say no, it is hideous. Anyway, why don't I talk about the changing music of Doctor Who? 
Well, the reason is really simple. For me, anything after Ron Grainer and Delia Derbyshire and Dick Mills, I don't find offensive, but I do find it a pale imitation and a very forgettable take on the original and the best. And that's why I don't talk about it. Not that it's bad, but frankly, I hardly notice any of the changes. <laughs> I know they're there, I know something's changed, I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not that important to me, that's why I don't talk about it. Yes, there is new music, I don't find it as compelling as the original. Okay, let's go on to the results of my post-broadcast Twitter poll. Yes, I put out a poll on Twitter on the 9th. At 8.31 in the evening, the three choices were great, average, or poor. And here are the results. For great, 72.7%. For average and poor, it's a tie at 13.6% each. One of the voters actually did listen to my request to give me some reasons for their vote. At Sarah underscore Shig, S-C-H-Y-G, said, quote, reasons, recycled storyline, let's do the time clone again. <laughs> Bad guy has a German accent, some resolutions were really boring. Really old face back to come home to Donna? That was it. Some good ideas, but a lot of lazy writing choices. Unquote. She also said in a later tweet, when I commented on the terrible German accent, Quote, as a German myself, I actually found it very hurtful. I'm tired of the cliché. Unquote. Like I said, I also found the deliberately faux-German accent very distracting. And also, I'd like to take the opportunity to compliment Sarah on her Rocky Horror picture show mashup quote. <laughs> One simply can't get enough of those, and I really enjoy them. As well as Neil Patrick Harris's awful accent, I altogether hated every aspect of his version of the Toymaker. He played that character entirely unlikable, faintly racist, annoying, without any saving grace whatsoever. At least the original had style. His portrayal was distracting to watch, and I can't imagine what possessed Russell T. Davies, other than having been inspired by the worst of Michelle Gomez's campy Mary Poppins, Sasha Dewan's prancing maniacal Victorian, and John Sims' psychotic menace, to come up with a character like this. I don't know how much Harris was directed 
or whether he's too much of a star to be directed and he was just given the script and say, here you go, make what you will of this. Because what he made of this, I didn't like. It was so overpowering that there are a lot of finer details of this story that I can't remember. I know that because I downloaded the BBC poster for this story and there were things in the poster that just didn't click with anything I watched. I wonder if any of that stuff was actually in that story or was Neil Patrick Harris's performance so over the top that it blotted out almost everything else that happened. I'm not sure. Let's move on to something else, apart from hitting Neil Harris over the head with a big wooden mallet. I thought that the Doctor and Mel reuniting was a sweet touch, but although I haven't yet reached Colin Baker's fifth Doctor in my revisit show, I seem to recall that the fifth Doctor wasn't very nice to Mel. Maybe it was a lost opportunity then, not having a companion who wasn't pleased to meet again. That would have been a great twist. Just imagine that. The only companion who really didn't want to see the Doctor again. And the feeling is mutual. That would have been fascinating to watch. <laughs> not crowd-pleasing, not fan service, but different and creative. I'm not sure I got the word right. It's a long time since I've done biology, but mitosis? <laughs> the Doctor splitting in half? Is that an example of mitosis? I didn't find it... How to say this in a nice way? Very politic a thing to do to the latest Doctor? Is the lack of confidence in Shooty so high that they will stoop to this ridiculous contrivance as a backup should Gatwa not prove popular? I've already said too many companions diluted Jodie's doctor and how Tennant's presence will undermine Gatwa. It does make me think because, as I said before, I've been thinking of starting to interview people. Not that I would ever get to interview Shooty. I'm not that important, and he's far too busy right now anyway. But thinking along those lines, this is why interviewing cast can be a zero-sum game. Imagine if I did interview Shooty Gutwa. What could I ask him that would not be harmful to his career? or that he could even answer for <laughs> legal reasons, or NDAs if there are any. I can only make some assumptions, and here they are. My suspicions are that Shuti Gut was grateful for the role, anyone would be. He is secretly slightly chaffing at the imposition of having to put up with Tennant, simultaneously as another doctor, but also hedging his bets that he will be a better doctor. I think he's probably thinking all three of those things simultaneously to varying degrees. 
That seems like a lot of stress for a new doctor. Okay, moving on to the actual subject of this adventure. Menace from TV. (sighs) A TV menace. Yeah, look, subliminal messaging in TV broadcasts are very old hats as far as science fiction plots go. And I am very surprised that Russell T. Davies would dig up such an old chestnut. This isn't the first time a Davies-era story has criticised television. There was also Mark Gatiss's The Idiot Lantern from 2006. Again, not my favourite episode. Of course, in his criticism of TV, one assumes that he isn't criticising his own content. Of course he isn't. But everyone else is. And when you think of it that way, god blimey, it must take a right and proper ego to do that. (laughs) What is going on, Russell? What is going on? What are you doing? Sounds like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Don't do that. Okay, levity aside, is the giggle any good? I have ordered the 2023 specials from my personal version of Best to Worst. Wild Blue Yonder, The Giggle, The Star Beast. In other words, it's not bad, it's not terrible. It slap bang right in the middle. It's average. Was that median? Hmm. My rating obviously does not tally with the majority. Most people in that poll seem to like it. I'm not sure what people thought overall on the internet. I haven't looked yet, but I'm guessing. That's a good indication, even though only 22 people took part in my poll. On the other hand, if I agreed with the majority, this would be a very boring podcast. Ending on an even lighter note, it is brave of Shooty Gutwa to start his adventures in his underpants. But if anyone can pull it off... I'm sorry, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I blame the fever. I'm feeling weird. And that's it. It's okay. I am looking forward to the first Shooty Gatwa adventure on Christmas Day. That should be fun. Ah. Oh. Blimey, I didn't think I'd get through this one. Let's talk about ceaseless prattling noise. (laughs) I'm not talking about me, not directly. But now that I say that, yeah, that's the subject of my after-show topic. And it is slightly relevant, because it ties into the oddness of David's sideswipe at TV. It's funny that it arrived right now, at this point in my life where I'm not feeling well. And illness can change how you feel about things. 
For instance, it can literally change your sense of taste. I know this because my sense of taste has changed. So have my parents. Yet, still not corona. I took a test. <laughs> That's the sense of taste via the taste buds on my tongue. But something else has changed as well. My taste in things I consume. You see, it's not just some biscuits I suddenly find unpalatable. It's content. Specifically, YouTube. I suddenly found many of the YouTube channels to which I subscribe <sighs> repellent. That's a strong word, but that's how I felt, and I felt it to the extent that I unsubscribed to many, including gear review channels that are absolutely glorified TV shopping, and also media, like The Beeb, and Doctor Who, and Warner Brothers, and Star Wars, and Star Trek. It's not that I don't still love those things. It's just this continuing hatred that I have of spoilers. And now I can enjoy those things even more without the endless spoilers. I also did a minor clear-out of my podcast subscriptions as well, mainly because I don't listen to a lot of those podcasts that I've subscribed to, other than for a few episodes, and then they no longer appeal to me. Some of those also have some spoilers for media that I like to enjoy, but that wasn't the primary reason, not in the case of podcasts, but definitely in the case of YouTube. It was spoilers, and it was people trying to sell me stuff. This isn't my first mass unsubscription. I've even talked about that before in the podcast, but it, it might be my most ruthless. And thus, goodbye ceaseless prattling noise. And yes, I am not unaware of the irony of a content creator like myself unsubscribing from other content creators... It's asking for trouble. <laughs> because then I can't complain when other people unsubscribe from me. I do hope, of course, that you enjoy listening to me. But if you feel my pod isn't for you, then goodbye and no hard feelings. Wow, I say no hard feelings. <laughs> Let's be honest here. But perhaps say what you'd like on the show before you decide to pull the plug. Maybe there's something I can change and I'm willing to change. I won't know that unless you tell me. Or maybe there's something you'd like me to cover extra. Oh, God. Let me know one way or the other. Oh, my words aren't coming out right now. I'm just too tired. Finally, though, in my defence, I'm the podcaster least likely to go off on a long, rambling discourse about production finance, 
And though I do know some people like that sort of thing, loads of us don't. And if you do like that sort of thing, what the hell is wrong with you? No, sorry. Getting hostile again. Sorry. You're allowed to not like the same stuff that I like. And I'm allowed to not like the stuff that you like. But really, come on. We're not accountants. We're artists. And that, my friends, is it. The show that I just stumbled and slurred through is produced, presented and edited by me, Roy Matur, a sick writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, for the love of God, please help. Please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, particularly Apple Podcasts, and do that favourably. Give me a good rating and a good review, please. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for putting up with me trying to do this while I'm a bit sick. Hopefully it came out okay. And thanks as ever for tuning in to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast episode... 515, taped on Thursday the 14th of December 2023. And the time at the end of this show is 23.49.53. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!